With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Tuesday, November 1st, and we are taking the mystery out of your financial life. Do you know how we do that? It's easy. We ask you to hop onto our website, jillonmoney.com. When you're there, there is a contact us button in the upper right-hand corner. You click that, you write down your question, and there's a little box at the end of the form. It says, do you want to join us on the air? If you check off that box, Mark does everything else. It's so easy. And we've got all sorts of great stuff that's living on the website. So check it out. You can pre-order the new book, The Great Money Reset. For everyone who pre-orders, there is a special enticement to get you to do it. See, you're going to buy it anyway. You might as well buy it and get the little benefit that we're offering. Just go to the website. You can check it all out. Today, we are joined by Marla, who's on the line from Florida. Hi, Marla. How are you? Hi, Jill. I'm doing great. How are you? Good. What brings you to our airwaves? So um, as I had previously shared, I've been a listener for a long time and you had made a comment to another listener at one point in time who had said they were in such financial strife um, and they felt silly reaching out to you. And your response to them was, it's better to have the conversation than to ignore it. So I'm in that position now. So I thought, what better time than to reach out to you and talk about my issue? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's not really that hard to say to somebody like, you've got $5 million, you're fine. Marla, <laughs> do you have $5 million? Because I can tell you right now, you're fine if you do. No. Okay. All right. Well, let's see if you're fine anyway. What's going on? What's like, there's obviously an issue. So let's kind of tackle it head on. I am currently going through a divorce that's taking way too much time. It's It should be simple, assets, liabilities, alimony. Unfortunately, in the past six months, my spouse has cut me off completely. And now we have the attorneys involved. Um, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's just a waste of time, honestly. Mm. So I'm doing fine. I have a full-time job, but I don't earn a living wage. Um, I am looking for greater income, greater benefits. However, in the interim, we had sold our house and I had walked away with over $100,000, which I earmarked for, you know, retirement and or investment purposes. Unfortunately, since my soon to be ex cut me off, I have been digging into some of that money. That is cause for concern. Hopefully, as the divorce resolves, I'll get some of that money back. But in the interim, I'm trying to be really careful with it, I'm using the small income that I do have to live off of. However, the shared liability, such as two credit cards, need to be paid. So I'm doing that. That's coming from that $100,000. So each month, I'm digging into that for health insurance, for the credit cards, for my rent. I rent a, a condo right now. I just want to make sure that you know, there's some hope for my financial future. Well, there's always hope. Come on. Mm. Now. We're going to get yeah. hope. So first of all, <laughs> are those credit cards in your name or his name or is it a joint? 
So what I had discovered, I had opened those credit cards for him. However, recently discovered that they are in my name. Um, but here in the state of Florida, he had been using them. So the debt that's on them, I would say anything that I've incurred since the date of separation, I would be responsible for. But the total right now of those cards is about $27,000. Because it's in your name, there's a question of whether you're going to be on the hook for all of that, half of that, or whatever is accumulated since the separation. Correct. Okay, I got it. So you sold the house, which is like a miracle that you were able to do that. Um, what other assets are out there that you think you'll be able to split? Like, what do you think, you know, when all is said and done, most of this stuff is nonsense because you're, you're right. Usually it's like, okay, we're splitting the assets. So what assets are out there that you would be able to split? So there really, it, there really is not a lot. Um, yeah, I do have some jewelry I'm hoping to keep so I can sell it. Um, he has a gun collection. Perhaps uh, there's some value in that. But other than that, the only thing I have is a Fidelity account. Uh-huh. And that's only about $13,000. He too has um, a Fidelity account. And I don't know what other assets because um, he's essentially, for lack of a better word, hiding now. Oh, I see. And does he have a retirement account? Did he, I mean, is he, he had worked and does he have a retirement account and wouldn't you be entitled to half of that account? Right. So what he had done uh, in the last few months is he quit his job. Mm -hmm. So yes, there were, there were benefits. So for example, even in addition to that, I had a select Cobra, which I'm also paying for Mm -hmm. about $600 every month. Um, but other than those assets, no, we had made a division of the sale of the house. And at the time, it was uh, fair and agreed upon. So the only thing that we know at this point is that he may or may not have some retirement account that he's squirreled away someplace, right? Correct. Although, I mean, it's easy to figure that out. I mean, that is like a huge no-no in divorce to start trying to hide your assets. I guess if, you know, he sounds like, by the way, it sounds like you're well rid of him, you know, (laughs) let me just say that. Sounds like a real charmer, this one. I hate when people are financially punitive. It's like, okay, dude, come on, just let's not go through this, but let's just say worst case scenario. Right now, I wanted to look at the worst case scenario would be you have the $100,000. Is there still a hundred grand in there or less than that? No, there's less. I'm at about uh, just shy of 70,000. No, okay. no, no, no. I wrote down 68,000. Okay. 68,000. Correct. Okay. So it is possible that somehow this in this negotiation that you're going to be able to prove that some of this credit card stuff that he ran up, right? Correct. Okay. Let's say half of it is yours. Let's say that you like, that's going to be like, it's going to be so annoying to you, but you know what? Divorce is annoying and it's financially horrible. So let's just pretend at the end of the day, you're going to be like, oh, I'm stuck with 13 grand of debt. He gets 13 grand of debt. We each keep our fidelity accounts and we're done. Like we're just done. Right. And in which case you'll sell whatever's in your fidelity account. You pay off the credit card bill. Unless unless that's not a retirement account. Is it that fidelity account? Uh, No. Okay. It's okay. Don't worry. It's going to be, it's just like, we're going to get rid of it. Cause I, I don't want you to have that debt floating around. Agreed. Okay. So then you got this 70 grand that's left. So then my question to you is you have a job right now. How much is that? What is that annual pay that you're earning? $40,000. 
So what do you hope that you can get to? Like when you're, you're going to get another job and you're going to be like, you know what? I don't think it'll be 40. What do you think it could be? I think, well, what I'm hoping for is 120 a year, but what I will survive on with, you know, a good, good income, a good livelihood can be around 70,000. Oh, I wrote down 80. See, that's what I wrote down on my page. Do you have some sort of uh, training or degree that would allow you to get such a job? Or is this just like, how come we don't have the 80 now? Because I spent 20 years raising a family. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's that. So are there kids floating around? Not underage. Okay. How old are they? 21 and 22. Wow. They're young. Uh, Are they living with you? No, they're in college. That's good. And do you expect that they'll be, do we think they're coming back around? What do you think? Um, I think one will and one will not, but it depends on their, you know, postgraduate work. Okay. But that's on them. They know that you're, that you're not, uh, the bank of mom has closed, right? Correct. Okay. And they okay with this? I feel bad for everybody. This is a terrible situation. Well, you know, I try to be um, rational about it and they're big boys so I can have a conversation with them. Okay. And, you know, the only one that's hurt really is my soon to be ex and hurt people hurt people. So yeah, that's unfortunate. Mm -hmm. It sure is. Okay. So here's your game plan. First of all, take a deep breath. You are in serious rebuilding mode. All right. And you're going to be okay because you're willing to work. How is this Fidelity account invested right now? I I believe it was so long ago, and I believe it was poor advising, and it's all in um, mutual funds. Okay, so here's what I'm thinking. And a small amount of cash. I'm sorry to interrupt. Oh, that's okay. I'm thinking just blow out of the Fidelity fund right now. Just get out of everything and put it all into your bank account. And make sure that bank account, is that is just in your name. You need Correct. cash. And I Correct. want you to have, so just replenish that. Whatever comes in, in terms of the, the settlement of this divorce, whether it's debt relief or alimony or extra money, icing on the cake, I'm not, I am not counting on anything else. Okay. I'm really not. So that means that as soon as you get a job, you've got the same old priority that any, that I would give your sons, which is there are three major issues to deal with an emergency reserve fund, which you will have because you have that, the pay down of credit card debt, and we're going to get you there. And then you'll slowly start to put money into a retirement account whenever you get that bigger paying job. For now, we're doing triage, right? Oh, and by the way, if one of your kids wants to move back, that kid's got to pay rent, got to chip in. You can't float anything. There's no like, oh, honey, let me help you. No, we're in this together. We're all like... If the three of you want to live together, that would be fantastic. And everyone's chipping in. Great. But you cannot float any money. Right now, we are, again, rebuilding mode. And you're going to, you haven't worked for 25 years. And that is, or you haven't worked out of the house for 25 years. And now you've got, like, you've got your future ahead of you. And you're in your late 50s. And you're going to hopefully work for 15 years and have a great time. And you're going to be independent. You're going to be self-sufficient. And you are going to hopefully, like, I'm hopeful that, that some of this stuff looks better six months from now, but if it doesn't, you'll be able to take care of yourself. And that's it. That's really all that has to happen right now. I mean, what's also fascinating to me is, you know, each state does have a different rule around debt and credit and divorce. So if everyone else is listening, the, the lesson of Marla is never have joint credit cards. 
only have a credit card that's in your own name and never have somebody else's name on your account because it's not necessary. Keep your credit card separate. The only reason we have joint liabilities is like when we need somebody to help us buy a home, for example. So then we have a, yes, we're both on a mortgage. There's never any reason for you to have a joint credit card. And like, that's actually a nice division right there, which is like, you take care of yours, I'll take care of mine. Thank you. You know, frankly, it would have been great if it was all in his name, but you probably wouldn't have stuck him with it if you were responsible, because that sounds like the kind of person you are. Now, any um, life insurance policies floating around? So, uh, yeah. So I have a um, $250,000 term policy Mm -hmm. that uh, is 20 years, so by 20... 39 that will mature. And also I am owner and beneficiary of his life insurance policy. What's the face value of that? Oh, it's a 20 year term and it's a $1 million policy. You are the owner. You're the beneficiary. Are you paying the uh, premiums? You bet. And um, And yeah. Is he in terrible health? Allegedly. Okay. Well then keep paying it. And then as soon as your policy, your 250 is up, do not renew it. You're not going to do anything with that. So now, uh, what about estate documents? I mean, you really need to make sure this is tightened up right now also. Meaning? Well, I mean, if you were to die today, would all of your assets pass to your boys or to your to your soon-to-be ex? Boys. Okay. As long as that's done. I don't want him anywhere near any any name on your document. Again, you have to actually say it. There's some rules in certain states. I don't know if Florida is one of them where if you're not going to leave your money to your spouse, there has to be like an actual saying like, I'm not leaving money to my spouse. Again, this is before you get divorced, right? So just double check that that's all good and taken care of right now. So perhaps draft uh, draft a, a simple will. Yeah, exactly. You can go to, I mean, you probably, I mean, look, what are the accounts that you have? You All you want to make sure is that if you were to, to die now, that the money in that cash account is a transfer on death account that goes to your two kids. Okay. And that the fidelity account will move into that account. If anything else, like I don't want your ex-husband to like rifle through your apartment and take your artwork or do whatever, you know what I mean? Like I'm no, I don't want that at all. So um, you can do a simple will and just make sure that the cash account is something called a transfer on death and that the two kids are named as the beneficiaries. Okay. And that will actually allow you not to do a full will. If you don't want to pay for it, you should get a healthcare proxy, name them the ones who can take care of business. Well, yeah, because he'd be the one pulling the plug right now. (laughs) Yeah. No kidding. So I just want to make sure. So, you know, again, you can probably do this online, but I just want to make sure that's in place. Okay. So what I just need to hear, if you don't mind. Yeah is to know that as I go ahead and move forward and move on to a better paying job, mm-hmm. um, that as I, I, I can build that retirement of fund course. and I can have it to live and retire comfortably on. I have enough time. Well, you're not going to stop working for a while. Okay. So I'm not going to like, I'm not going to, you know, uh, blow smoke. It's going to be hard for a while. But you're going to get through this. And what you're going to do is you're going to get back on your feet. You're going to work really hard. 
and you're going to put money away and you're going to try to put money away when you have a retirement account that's available to you and we're paying off that credit card debt. Hopefully there's not a lot there, but you're going to help pay that off and you're going to put money away into a Roth IRA probably. And that'll be like your beginning point. And you're going to build everything up and you're going to hold your head up high. And then you're going to be 70 years old. And you're going to be like, holy smokes, I'm collecting social security. I'm still working. Life is good. And I am in control. That's what I am hopeful for you. Thank you so much for that. That's what I needed to hear. You know, I'm feeling confident, but I knew you'd point me in the right direction. And I, I'm grateful for that. So thank you. Oh, listen, it, it, I'm sorry that you had to go through all this. It just stinks. But it, I think that your willingness to like put yourself out there, work hard, that's what's going to get you out of this. And as I said, just one more reminder, because you are a parent, and I know I have to say this to parents over and over again, you cannot afford to float anything for these kids. They know that. Now you just have to believe that. And you're not a bad mother. You're not a bad parent. That is just financial reality. We are taking care of you right now. They will be fine. You've got the college thing done. It's good. They're going to be okay. Yeah. And I have to share that they have been very uh, understanding of that. So they've received that well. Good. And I'm fortunate. And I, I don't have that mommy guilt. Good. I'm a realist, so good. Good. Thank, thank you for driving it home. I appreciate Absolutely. that. I tell it for you and I tell it for some other people who might be listening. You never know, right? We have a big community. All right, Marla, take a deep breath, lady. We're here for you. Let us know how things go. Stay focused. You're going to get this, okay? You're awesome. Thank you so much. Okay, it's our pleasure. Okay, you need some help rebuilding. You need some help with a game plan. You want some focus. You need some talking off the ledge, we are here for you. JillOnMoney.com is our website. Click the contact us button and let us know if you would be willing to come on the air. Don't forget, we've got another broadcast. It's called Eye on Money. You can find that wherever you find your favorite podcast or just on the website. Okay. Now you see like Marla's going through this hard time. So can we just like metaphorically all put our hands on her back and just help her? This is a community thing. And let's kind of put some good juju in the universe. Okay. And don't forget to leave us a rating and review on Apple. Marla's more important than the rating and review, by the way. Grit, growth, grace. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>